Thanks, Ryan. Uh, our next debt talk, I've, I've, I think I've said about eight words to Catherine, so this is a really hard introduction to make. However, I will say that from what Ron has told me about her, this is just one of the, the more brilliant minds that he's encountered in the last year. Um, someone who totally gets us, who's like, uh, no, understands the subjective theory of value, huge fan of, of uh, the economist, go von Mises. Um, <laughs> I wish we get t-shirts. Uh, from all the way from Australia, Catherine Robson. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ed. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, so it is a little bit humbling getting introduced by you. Um, just like Lisa, I had a fabulous journey in from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport on Friday, um, and Connie, the wonderful Lyft driver, said to me, tell me something about Australia I don't know. And I thought about it, and I said, the water goes down the drain the opposite way. Which is true, it does. So it circles around um, the other way. But it got me thinking about, well, what are the other things that um, are in my mind about Australia in particular and, you know, why was it really important for me to come here? Um, and one of the things that has shaped my life is the fact that um, money is one of the things that in Australia actually makes people quite miserable. And so this is the survey, the most recent survey by Relationships Australia. Um, and it says that in Australia, the number one reason that intimate relationships break up is stress around money. The reason that that's interesting about Australia is by almost any measure, Australia is one of the richest countries in the world. So you can measure it different ways, but if you measure it by income per person, we're somewhere in the top 20. So it's not really the absence of money itself. It's the feeling of control and the feeling of the ability to determine your own future that causes stress around money. And I have a personal connection to that because when I was 11 years old, I went with my mum to do the grocery shopping and we got to the front of the ATM queue uh, and there was no money in the bank. And as we returned home empty-handed um, in the car, she said to me, do you know, darling, as women, we're only one husband away from poverty. And it left a really lasting impression of, of me as an 11-year-old. Uh, it certainly made me feel like I never wanted to be in that situation. It's the reason I drive my own husband absolutely crazy, wanting to control every aspect of our family's finances. Um, but it's also the reason why I became a financial planner and so that I could give the gift of financial independence to others. Um, and so that's what I did when I left university. Um, and I did that for maybe 10 or 12 years before I started to realise that there was a significant cohort of clients that weren't moving forward, regardless of how good our advice was. And searching for the answers, I really had to identify, well, part of it is actually the client's own behaviour and the way that they approach things and the way that they... Um, devolve to mental heuristics that then affects the, the outcomes that they can achieve. And so at that point I realised that there was this emerging science called behavioural economics and hoovered up every book I could find that um, explained what that was all about and then decided to go on a journey to try and build a business that implemented those techniques to try and actually positively impact clients' lives. And you might say, well, you know, surely if people are smart enough, um, they would be able to work out these things for themselves. And I think the opposite is almost true. Um, and many of our clients are lawyers and, and they have um, been fabulous as, at being the examples that demonstrate the rule. So the, the first um, 
characteristic that many of our clients exhibit is loss aversion. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with it, but I like to explain it in terms of um, how it applies to monkeys. So if you give a monkey one apple, the monkey's happy. If you give a monkey two apples, the monkey is happy. If you give a monkey two apples and take one away, the monkey goes ballistic. And that's what happens to a self-employed partner in a law firm when you pay them their distributions gross and they see two apples and they feel like those are their two apples to spend. And when you're the tax office coming and looking for your cut, you realise that you feel that loss about twice as much as you would um, to the prospect of gain. The other thing that our clients really struggled with, as I'm sure many of us do, is self-control. But the thing that I learnt was that self-control is easy in the future. Um, and so, again, by way of example, if we had have asked you a week ago what you wanted the food to be like at the conference, most of you would have said you wanted something really um, healthy um, and good for you. But as you've um, been through the conference in time, mostly the opposite is true. And so what we've built our practice on is trying to structurally embed disciplines for clients, which mean that we uh, give them the opportunity to make the most of um, the insight around these behavioural traits. And one of the things that was necessary for us was to embed value pricing in the way that we approached the consultations with clients. Because when you're trying to demonstrate to clients, say you've got a partner in a law firm who earns a million dollars but spends $1.1 million a year, it's enormously valuable for them if you can bring their spending down um, and, and have them saving $400,000 a year. But that's not going to be a you know, percentage of assets of un under management or a commission. And so when we worked with value pricing, it really gave us the opportunity to capture uh, the, the broader perspective of, of the relationship that, that we were crafting with clients. Um, I suppose just to finish off in terms of what's next for us, one of the things that value pricing has meant though is that um, we've had many more clients than we have been able to, to work with um, and there's um, more and more um, movement up the value curve, which is terrific. We, we deal with more and more sophisticated clients. But for someone whose key motivation is to try and get the message out, um, we've really been inspired by Matthew Burgess to try and create content that explains this easily in an engaging way. And I think the future is for us to find the sort of democratisation of financial advice that, that Matthew's achieved. So thanks very much.